My mother's thick gray braid hangs down her back, cupping her like a steady palm. Her hair is the only thing about her that's not shrunken and shriveled. Though it was once black, obsidian in bright light, a darkness that made you blink. The nurses have done as I've requested, combing and braiding her hair every morning, a task my mother used to do for me, back when mine was long, but never as thick and dark as hers. This afternoon, as per her custom, she's sitting in the game room, bent over her hand of cards, staring at her suit secrets. Across from her, Mr. Wang is in the same pose, his glasses far down on his slim nose. He's dressed as usual, button-down shirt, black tie, black khaki pants, buttoned red sweater. His hand shakes as it grips his cards, though his eyes glance sharply at the pile in front of him, my mother's face, and back to his hand. He and my mother come here after movement class, playing as they sip at glasses of water, no ice. Bad for dentures and sore gums. All around us, canned music, somewhere between classical and cheese. In the hall, the shuffle of patient and nurse, the clatter of walker and tray table. Mr. Wang sees me, raising his eyebrows in greeting, but he doesn't shift in his seat or disturb the game. The cards slap. Mr. Wang sucks his teeth. Oh, Marnie, he says. You dumped those clubs long ago. Just you wait, my mother says. I still hover, slowly take one step. My mother has been known to throw down her cards, turn to me, a prying stranger, and bare her teeth. Or burst into tears. Or press her forehead to the card table. She's called me names and tossed chairs, and she stood up, suddenly in the body of her younger self, and rushed to me, grabbing me by the shoulders, looking me in the eyes, sweeping my hair off my forehead. My little sweetie, she'd said when this happened the last time, kissing my forehead, my nose, as if I were five years old, my age when she last called me that. She'd led me to the couch in the one corner and patted her lap, as if I were to sit there and listen to a story. I pressed against her bony hip and sharp ribcage and listened as she asked me how school was and then told me what was for dinner. Pot roast, mashed potatoes, pan gravy, green beans. For dessert, banana cake with white frosting. Your father will be home soon, she patted my cheek. Best to change out of your school clothes and set the table. For an instant, I forgot that I was 52, mother of three sons, and just recently, a grandmother of twins. But in that moment, I was her little girl, wearing a red plaid jumper and black Mary Janes with white ankle socks, sitting near her mother, who smelled like palm olive dishwashing liquid and dial shampoo. I was the little girl whose best moments were these, glowing in her mother's full, shining attention. But then, like the old switch of a TV channel, the turn of the yellowing plastic dial, the gray fuzz, the next program. My mother moved on in time, back to the part where all things, or no things, happened at once. She turned and walked back to the table and her game. Oh, Mr. Wong, my mother says now, clicking down her cards. You've beaten me again. I move closer. When I was a teenager, she would lament over her plump arms, her capacious white thighs. Even her feet had been rounded white pillows. Everyone's so impossibly slim, she'd say, as my friends paraded by in their jeans and t-shirts, showing off their flat belly buttons. Mr. Wang smiles and looks up at me, eyebrows up again.
Since she moved to Apple Valley and met him right here at the window table, my mother has called Mr. Jeffrey Wang, Mr. Wong. Never his first name or his correct last name. Mr. Wong stuck. At this point, she calls me you, as in, oh, it's you. 102 to 89, he says. Mark it down, my mother says in the same voice she used to call out, clean your room. Mr. Wang tallies the hands, pulls the cards toward him to do a shuffle of sorts. As he paws the cards, my mother suddenly turns around, her eyes on me. I freeze, try to swallow, and then soften.